Welcome to the Creative Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone. And you can check out some of my work on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. I'd also love to extend the invitation to you to join our free Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. Simply go to dailycreativehabit.com and you'll be forwarded to the request page to join the Facebook group. Fill out the couple of questions there and you'll be all set. This group is for creative individuals who are looking to show up more consistently for their creativity and craft. If you want to be a part of a community that is cheering each other on and a place where you can go to ask some questions, share some wins, share some struggles, we would love to have you part of that group. Now, today's episode is a little different. I am actually celebrating nine years of my daily art making. So nine consecutive years, every single day, I have shown up and created some piece of art, a drawing, a painting, digital art, doesn't really matter what it looked like, I showed up and created. I've shared in the past about how this all came about. If you go back to, I think it was episode one of this podcast, I share a little bit more of my story of how I had a 10-year gap where I didn't create any art at all. I was in a different field, I was not in a creative field, and was really starting to do things that were not according to my gifting and was not exercising my creativity and it started to really mess with me so much so that it actually led to a place of depression and it wasn't just solely that it was also some other things that were going on at the moment but um all that to say i started to suffer severely from depression and that was actually the catalyst that i needed to come back to my art I'd kind of hit rock bottom and I had come to this place where I knew that I needed to get back to my art because at one point in my life, it had brought me joy. You know, it wasn't attached to making a living. It wasn't attached to clients or committees or any of that stuff. It was simply attached to this place inside of me that came alive, that felt passionate about making things about exploring creativity, the possibilities. And yet here I was at this place, trying to climb my way out of depression, thinking, I don't know that I have enough strength to show up today, let alone try to create something after having a 10-year break. But through some books and through some other resources I surrounded myself with, I came in contact with this idea of a 365-day project, specifically making art every day for an entire year. This scared me so much because I thought, man, I haven't shown up for 10 years. How can I show up for an entire year? How can I show up for even two weeks or a month? I don't know if I can do that. So what I had to do is I had to break it down into smaller bite-sized projects. Could I do seven days? Could I do 14 days? Well, if I strung enough of these little projects together, soon enough, I found that I was starting to make some progress. And I've shared before, you know, I got to the end of a year, and I actually did it. And then I said, now what? 
and I didn't feel like I was done. So I kept leaning in. And then two years, still didn't feel like I was done. Three years. Along the way, I started to understand that there were certain things I liked to do, certain things I didn't like to do. I discovered my voice and my style. I discovered principles that I share all the time now in regards to establishing a daily creative habit for other creatives like you. I share all this from my own journey because these are things that I went through and experienced and continue to, honestly. I'm still on this track, and like I said, I'm celebrating nine years, but I don't necessarily have any intention of slowing down. So for today, I thought I would share nine insights that I've gained through nine years of daily art. Now, even if you don't consider your creativity art, and I say that in quotes, I think you can still learn something from my own journey here. So nine years of daily art making, just by the math, if I had done something once a day, we're talking about 3,285 pieces of work. But here's the thing. Many days I actually did more than one thing. So that number is probably closer to maybe 4,500, almost 5,000. And I also had parameters for myself where because I started to move back into a creative space as my living, my livelihood, I didn't want any of the projects that I was working on that were work-related to kind of count for this showing up and uh, having my daily project. So this is all stuff that came out of either a passion project, personal interests, or some kind of exploration, aside from anything to do with my livelihood. And I think it's important to say that because I think some people could be like, well, it's easy for you to say that you've shown up every day when you kind of have to show up every day because that's your job. And I just want to say, if you're doing this in the margins of your life, if you have a full-time job someplace that has nothing to do with creativity, or maybe it does have something to do with creativity, but it's not kind of scratching that itch that you have to do something more personal, a personal expression, then I really want to encourage you to lean into this and understand these insights and the value that there is when you show up consistently for your creativity and your craft. So I'm going to get into the nine insights that I've gained through nine years of daily art. And this isn't in any particular order. These are just insights that I've come across that I think would be helpful for you on your own journey. Number one, you are capable of more than you think. I'm going to say that again, because some of you really need to hear that right now. You are capable of more than you think. Typically, we use our experiences, you know, our past as the measuring stick. Well, I don't know that I could really do that because I don't have a track record for this. I don't know if I could show up consistently enough for my art or my creativity because I look at all the failures in the past. Don't sell yourself short. Sometimes the thing that's missing is actually a system for us to employ. Like when we're left to our own devices to try to figure it out, there's too many things pulling at us. There's the demands of life. There's maybe dividing interests. And then of course, everyone's schedules are always jam-packed. 
So it can be really difficult to try to tackle this daily art making, this daily creative habit. But you are capable of more than you think. Just because you haven't experienced it yet doesn't mean that you can't. It's about getting a bigger vision for yourself, a bigger vision for your life, a bigger vision for your creativity. Because it's not just about you, it's about the people around you. When you start showing up and doing stuff that lights you up, it has effect on the people around you. Case in point, if I had never gone on this journey myself, this podcast would not exist. I would not be speaking with you right now. A lot of the work that I've shown would not be in existence. So you are capable of more than you think. That's the first one. Number two, clarity comes through action. Many times we think, well, when I get clearer on where I want to go and what I want to do, then I'll set a plan of action. Then I'll arrange my calendar and make sure that I show up and do what it is that I need to do. But the problem is, and you've probably experienced this, that clarity seems to be elusive because we're taking shots in the dark. We're thinking that we might like to do something, but we're really not entirely sure. And then maybe there's a little piece of us that doesn't really want to fully commit because we're not really sure. And let's be honest, it's hard work. A lot of times you have to rearrange your schedule. You have to prioritize for things. And if you're really not sure about the end result, chances are follow through isn't going to be there. But what I've experienced and others have proven as well is that clarity comes through action. It's when you show up and you try to figure it out as you go. That's when you start to go, well, I have some things that I can measure. All right, so I showed up and I did a drawing series that were all about pets. Well, how did I feel about that? Do I like pets? Do I like animals? Do I not? What was challenging? Well, maybe it wasn't challenging enough. Is there anything interesting there for me to continue on that path? Now, that's one example from something that I went through at one point. And for me, it was, yeah, you know what? There is enough interest here. And I really do like animals and I do love dogs. And I started to do a lot of pet portraits. So it led to something larger. But that clarity only came about because I was acting. I wasn't just trying to speculate. I had some actual data that I could consider and try to figure out, is this leading the place that I wanted to lead? So clarity comes through action. It's time to get to work. Number three, everyone needs a safe place to play and experiment. Now, even if you don't have plans of having a creative full-time job, you don't want it attached to your livelihood, you're someone who says, my creativity is solely there to feed that sense of me that gives me kind of an escape, a release. Uh, it's, it's a hobby. It's a thing that I do just because it helps me feel more alive. That's awesome. But whether you're in that category or in the category of someone who has a creative day job 
and maybe you're dealing with clients and creative teams and it's not the environment for you to show up and say, well, I want to express this. It's not a place for your personal opinions and your personal expressions. Everybody needs a place, a safe place to play and experiment because that's the place where you start to feel some freedom. You start to tinker, you start to play around, you start to iterate. You say, what happens if I do this? And if you don't give yourself a place to play, odds are you're really going to fall into the same routines and ruts over and over again. It's going to be much harder for you to come across those ideas that spark inspiration. And here's the, the cool thing. Sometimes when you're doing this kind of in the margins, you have a place where you're just kind of playing around, you're experimenting, you're kind of breaking some things, you're reconstructing some things. That can lead to ideas that you can actually bring back over into what your full-time work is. Even if it has nothing to do with the subject matter or even the process. Sometimes just having that place where your brain takes a break from trying to solve a specific problem and it, it allows itself to open up to other possibilities you start to think more creatively. So make sure that you have this place. And I always say that people should have this place where they explore their passion projects. Everyone should have a passion project. It's something that's just theirs, that's untouched by clients, committees, by anything else. Just simply you're doing it because you love it. And whether or not it makes money is kind of secondary and whether or not it, it gets seen in public is secondary. It's just a, a thing that you work on because it makes you a better you. So make sure that you set yourself up with a safe place to play and experiment. Number four, your journey isn't just for you. Now I alluded to this earlier, but here's the thing. You are on a journey and a path where you're learning and growing and even the failures and even the trials and the, and the missteps, all of that stuff is leading someplace and is making you more of the creative person that you are with each passing day. And that creative person is not just here for your own uh, abilities. It's not just here for your own gain. But I believe that we are all here to help one another, that we're all connected, that the things that I go through in my journey and the reason why I'm even recording this episode of this podcast to share insights that I've learned is because my journey is not just mine. It's also yours. That The more I talk about things that I've experienced, even the stuff that I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this. This was terrible. Depression, right? Like who wants to talk about depression? But the more that I talk about these things, the more that I understand that, oh, you know what? That's not just for me. It's for somebody else. Because somebody else right now who's listening to this podcast may be struggling with depression, maybe struggling with feeling like they need to come back to their art and they don't know how to. Maybe they are feeling like they need a lifeline. And this episode of this podcast in some small way is bringing some encouragement for today, the moment that they need it. So in the same way that I'm sharing these things with you, share your journey with the people around you. Figure out ways that you can show up 
and share your process, share your failures, share your wins. Identify maybe some people who are around you. Maybe there are people who are just beginning this journey. And the things that you've learned, the things that you've experienced that kind of seem old hat to you, they would just love to have a conversation about those things because that's where they're at. They're struggling with these things. They need some information. They need some context. They need to hear experiences that normalize things. So your journey is not just for you. Number five, consistency isn't a character trait. It's a learned skill. I hear this every so often that people say, Mike, you know, it's, it's incredible that you've been able to show up for nine years every single day, but I just don't have that in me. I don't know. Maybe I just don't have that, that trait or that gene. But I spent a good deal of my life previously not showing up. It's not like this happened on its own. It's not like I, I discovered this as a kid and then was always just doing this. This was something that was very intentional. And again, it took a catalyst, this depression and this dark period of my life that brought me back to my art and awakened something in me that said, you need this because it's going to feed your soul. And then after that, when you get to a place of strength, it's going to start to serve the people around you. And the way that you do that is by putting in the work. And the way that you put in the work is by showing up consistently. You have to do a lot of bad work before you get to good work. Many people quit early because all they see is bad work. And they think the results are not worth the journey and the effort. But consistency is key because the more that you show up, the more that you grow, the more insights you gain, the more experience you gain, the better you get at your work and the more work that you produce. We understand this in other areas of life. We understand that if you go to the gym consistently, you will lose weight, you will be fit, you will feel better. But a lot of times those kind of things we assign to that category of those things that we quote should do. And maybe there's some guilt around that when we don't do. It's reframing the conversation in our minds and in our heads to say, this is something that actually is quite amazing. The ability to show up consistently because I want to become that type of creative person. I want to become that kind of artist. I want to do this kind of work. And the way that I get there is by showing up again and again and again. And it's not like you reach the finish line at some point. This is continual. Matter of fact, I had that discussion with Danny Gregory on a couple of episodes back. And it's so true that no matter where you are in your creative journey, there's always something more ahead. There's always something new to learn. But you have to keep showing up. You have to prioritize for it. It's a learned skill. It is not a character trait. Number six, talent only takes you so far. I heard this when I was younger, and I thought it was a really odd statement at first, honestly, because I would always look at these people around me, and I was like, man, they're just so talented. I mean, they're doing things that I can't even dream to do, or that when I set out to do, 
certainly doesn't come out the same way. And of course, I fell into the comparison trap. That's natural, and it's part of the journey as well. But we need to understand that we need to get over that and not compare, but to embrace who we truly are and how we truly do things. Each one of us has talents and abilities. We get into trouble when we compare, when my talent doesn't seem to be as good as somebody else's, but yet we don't know the context or the circumstances of that other person. We can very easily compare ourselves to someone who has been doing this for maybe twice as long as we have, and yet we're comparing results when the stories and the context are completely different. And talent only takes you so far because just because you have the talent doesn't mean that you're actually using it. I went to art school, and let me tell you that in art school, there was a narrowing effect. What I mean by that is there were a lot of talented people who came in, but not everybody followed through. Soon enough, people started dropping out, or there were other priorities that took place, or they just didn't apply their talent in the right way. It was the people who showed up consistently, the people who kept trying, the people who, regardless of what their talent looked like, they used it and they kept going. It was talent plus initiative. It was talent plus consistency. It was talent plus opportunity. It was never just talent alone. Talent will only take you so far. Number seven. It takes a catalyst to start, but a system to continue. Now, I shared before how the catalyst for me was depression, and more specifically, trying to get out of depression, back to a place of health, back to a place of doing art because it made me happy. It brought me joy. But that catalyst alone wasn't enough because I would feel this pang of wanting to do something but not really knowing how to do it, how to show up. That's where a system came in, the system of a 365-day art-making journey. And I started to put some other rules in place of like, okay, if I can only do 15 minutes a day, then I will do 15 minutes a day. And over time, if I can add to that, then I'll add to that. And for me, it was, in the beginning, I was doing a lot of things that were not digital because digital for me meant graphic design, which meant more of, uh, you know, work and this was supposed to be fun play stuff joy and so those were just some parameters i gave myself everybody's going to be different in that regard of maybe the context of your system but it's important to have a system so that you are putting time on a schedule to show up to make sure that you're being consistent it's celebrating wins so that you encourage yourself and know that you're making progress it doesn't just feel like you're on this hamster wheel continually producing work and continually trying to do things, but not really having a sense that you're going anywhere or accomplishing anything or growing. So it's not enough to have the catalyst. You have to also pair that with the system to continue. And when you start harnessing the system, that's when some magic starts happening. Because for me, a daily creative habit it did just that. It created a habit. And the habit brought momentum. And momentum brought change. The change is what everybody's after, right? 
there's somebody you want to be. There's something you want to do. But then it's how do you get there? Well, you get there by employing a system. Number eight, don't underestimate small. Now, I've shared this before, but this is really important because too many times we have these grand visions. And with those grand visions, we think we need to come out of the gate just swinging for the fences. But the problem is, most of the time, that's not sustainable. And when we realize it's not sustainable, we get discouraged. And when we get discouraged, we quit. It is far better to start small. It's far better to say, I have 15 minutes today in my upside down, on fire life right now. That's all I can manage. Well, that 15 minutes is so much better than not showing up at all. Because that's what we tend to do, right? We say, well, if I don't have an hour, if I don't have a few hours, if I don't have a weekend, it's not worth it. I've shared about it before, how we, we fall into this masterpiece mentality mindset where we think we need to sit down in one sitting and create the masterpiece. It doesn't happen that way. It's by showing up more consistently and smaller time blocks. It's by building on things, iterating. It's by understanding what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it and having these discoveries along the way, that's what really leads to great work. And we forget that the masterpieces are the highlight reels. Those are the things that are the incredible pieces that we celebrate and we celebrate from other people, right? Like the masters in the museum before Instagram, before the Instagram highlight reel. That's what you had. You had the masters hanging their work in the galleries, in museums. And those works are celebrated and they should be celebrated. But a lot of times we're not thinking about the failed attempts that led up to that great piece. Or even if we flip the thing over and on the backside, seeing all the mistakes or a ruined piece on the other side or something that's that was painted over. We don't see that stuff. We only see the end result. And then we start to compare. And that's when we start to get discouraged. Instead, we need to remember it's so much better to start small. You can always build on things, but it's so much better to get something that's manageable and sustainable, string together 15 minutes a day. Before you know it, you will be putting in a lot more time than maybe you currently are if you're doing absolutely nothing or you're waiting for the free schedule so don't underestimate small. And lastly, number nine, hire yourself to do the work that you want to be hired for. Now, I know this is more pointed for those of us who are looking to pursue creativity for a livelihood. But here's the thing I've discovered. A lot of times you get passionate about something, and maybe this is kind of a new direction for you. Maybe you don't have a proven track record. It's something that maybe is a career shift. And you're thinking, I want someone to hire me to do this. I want someone to pay me to do this. And yet, you don't have any past examples. You don't have any past clients. You don't have that proven track record. What do you do? Well, you need to hire yourself first. Hire yourself to do the projects that you want someone else to hire you for. In that way, you start to build up a body of work. 
In that way, people can start to see context. They can see real-world examples of how this makes sense for their need. Because let's be honest, when someone's looking to hire somebody, they're not looking to take a chance on somebody. Would you hire a plumber who said, well, you know, I tinker around a lot, and um, this would be a really great opportunity for me to uh, secure my skills. You'd be like, mm, I don't think so. I'm going to hire somebody else. I'm going to hire somebody who knows what they're doing, who obviously is confident in what they're doing, and will do a great job. So you need to be able to prove yourself that you can do what it is that you want to be hired for. And if no one's hiring you, then you pick yourself. You start doing your own projects as if someone were hiring you. You do the finishing touches. You present it in a way that makes sense for people. And then they can see how what you do solves a problem. And that you're the person, the go-to person, to help with that. So really quick recapping my nine insights gained through nine years of daily art. Number one, you are capable of more than you think. Number two, clarity comes through action. Number three, everyone needs a safe place to play and experiment. Number four, your journey isn't just for you. Number five, consistency isn't a character trait, it's a learned skill. Number six, talent only takes you so far. Number seven, it takes a catalyst to start, but a system to continue. Number eight, don't underestimate small. And number nine, hire yourself to do the work you want to be hired for. I so appreciate you going on this journey with me, not only in this podcast, but also in my daily art over the past nine years, and now looking towards year 10. If you'd like to see the image that I've created of all nine years, what that looks like, you know, the close to, uh, you know, 4,500 pieces or so, <laughs> like I said, I've kind of lost track uh, of exactly how many, but if you'd like to see what that looks like in one image, then I want to invite you to hop over to my blog on my website. If you go to mikebrennan.me backslash blog, you will see a post where I have shared this image and I'd love to know what you think. Can you even tell like what some of the pieces are? <laughs> because they're pretty small when you, uh, again, have that much work in one image. Uh, but it's a great way to figure out what it is that you're doing, what you've accomplished. It's a great way to celebrate and to mark and to track your daily creative habit. So thanks again, friends. And until next time, Go create something. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.